Hey there. In this episode, I'm going to talk about why you should not create an online course. That's right. The girl who helps people set up their courses for a living is here to convince you not to create one. So if you're on the fence about making your own course, listen up. But before we dive in, welcome to BSing with Brandy, where my mission is to help you figure shit out and get shit done. I'm your host, Brandy Good, and today I am grateful for sunshine, healthcare workers, and yes, still Star Wars. So the whole infopreneur industry has been blowing up. And of course, once COVID hit, a lot of business owners were turning into course creators in order to keep their revenue streams flowing. A lot of things I've been reading in the last few months make it sound like a course is actually a must-have, and without it, your business is doomed to fail. What a load of bullshit. (laughs) No two businesses are identical. No two business owners are identical. So if you are considering creating a course, I'm going to give you some reasons it might actually be a really bad idea and what you might want to try instead. So just briefly, let's go through the four things. Number one, you've never taught before in any capacity. You've never led a workshop or webinar or seminar or anything like that. Number two, you don't have any proven teaching materials or teaching educational content. Number three, you have zero extra time. And number four, you are scared of technology. So let's talk about number one. You have no teaching experience. So people purchasing your course while you sleep sounds great. The whole lure of passive income sounds great. But do you actually like to teach? Are you actually good at teaching? Uh, Because not all of us are. Can you break complex concepts into manageable chunks of learning? Can you explain or show things in a straightforward way? So you have to, you have to think about those things <laughs> because like I said, they might not be true for you. The, the idea of being a course creator might be really appealing, but the reality of it might not be right for you, for how you like to communicate, um, just for how your personality is. So number two, You don't have any proven teaching materials or educational content. Now, this speaks more to you having created content in the past, whether it be a blog post, a podcast, a live stream, a presentation, anything like that, that your audience really enjoyed. So this means that you have connected with your ideal audience and you understand what they want to learn or what they need to know more about. If you try to dive into an online course without this background or this research, you might find the topic of your course is going to be way off the mark. And trust me, I made that mistake more than once when I was starting out. And so I know how frustrating it is and what a waste of time it can be. Number three, so the time factor, you have no time. So unless you already have like a ready-made course or program that you used to deliver 
in person and you can just kind of easily convert it to online, uh, course creation can and will play havoc with your schedule. It can require a lot of content in a lot of different formats and you have to create not only the main content, but also the other formats of it. Um, you know, in addition to researching your topic, setting up your tech, promoting it, selling it, all of that. So if time is not on your side and you're not able to outsource the majority of the work, you're just going to end up frustrated and burnt out. So if you're, if you're looking to make passive income and you need income quickly, an online course is not the way to go because it's going to take you a lot of time to set up. So uh, you're going to want to look somewhere else. We'll get into some more of those details later. And then number four, you are scared of technology. So this goes beyond um, maybe just not being scared of technology is different than just not being familiar with technology. Courses have a lot of moving parts, hosting, selling, making videos, making downloadable worksheets and things, email communication. Those are just like the bare minimum things you need. There's all sorts of things you can add in uh, to create more value, to create more engagement. If you are truly scared of technology and you can't bring yourself to make a decision about anything because you're afraid, you're either afraid of choosing the wrong thing or it seems like everything you try, it breaks so you just can't figure it out, then this whole process is going to be a nightmare for you. So what do you do if you kind of said, yeah, that's me to any of these four things that I've talked about? Um, because a course might not be for you and maybe you need to look at something else or a course maybe just isn't for you yet. You, you might need to work your way up to an online course. You're just not ready for it at this moment. So let's go back to, you have no teaching experience. Um, the best way to get around that, you're just gonna have to get some. <laughs> If you, if, you've no, if you have no teaching experience and you're like, do I like teaching? Am I good at it? The only way to really know is to try. But uh, you don't want to waste a lot of time. You don't want to spend six months trying to create an online course only to realize, you know, three quarters of the way through that you actually hate the whole thing. So you want to start out with some really low stakes ventures. Just as, a, as an easy example, set up a webinar and promote it to your list or on your social media channels. Focus on one really simple concept or learning outcome. Don't get complicated. Don't put a ton of time into creating fancy slides and opt-in funnels and all sorts of things. Just make your talking points and show up and deliver the info. As, as a slight alternative, if you are really just starting out and you don't have an audience of your own yet or your audience is really, really small or you're just nervous about the tech part of maybe a webinar or doing a live stream, uh, you could do like a joint venture 
with uh, a colleague or a friend that you trust who's a bit more techie and can do that setup. So they could do the setup and then you both promote it to your audience. So you're getting a wider reach. Uh, the key with this one is to make sure that the audience of the friend or colleague that you are asking for help is the audience you actually want to reach. Don't just don't just hit up somebody who has a big audience just for the sake of them having a big audience. You want to hit up somebody whose audience is going to be very similar to the people that you want to attract anyway. And then say you try these things out, you find out eh, this te whole teaching thing <laughs> isn't really for me. Uh, then you want you might want to pivot to coaching or consulting. And depending on your offer and your skill set, one of those two might make more sense for you. So what if you find or you know you do like teaching, but you don't have any proven content? So you want to start small and work your way up, very similar to what we just talked about. So this is, you know, you can do it. You just don't know what you're going to talk about. What is your topic? Um, so you could just start really small by sharing tips with your audience, say via email or social media, find out what kinds of things they consider the most interesting or the most helpful that will help guide you to choosing a topic. You could hold, um, hold Q and A's or AMAs, which is ask me anything with your audience. So again, their questions are going to give you hints about what kind of topics they would be interested in learning about. And then you kind of just keep working your way up. And maybe now you have a couple topics and you do that webinar or you do that live stream, just like we talked about before, and kind of, you know, get your feet more wet in sort of a formal training manner. And if you're really confident in your topic, you could even turn it into a class and start charging a small fee for people to attend. So you can still make it the same format as a webinar. It's just, you call it something else and people have to pay a few bucks to attend. So in that way, you're still making some income as you're sort of testing the waters. Now, keep in mind that like you may think, oh, I love teaching, but teaching one-to-one -one versus teaching a group is actually a really different experience. Um, teaching is not just teaching. <laughs> so if you find that you struggle to produce results with a group, or perhaps you struggle with your group being able to produce the results that you're hoping they'll get out of your group training or group classes, don't just beat yourself up and say, oh, I'm a shitty teacher. Try to shift over to one-on-one -on -one training because Sometimes one-on-one -on -one training can be easier. You can focus in on one person's specific needs and it's just a lot easier to figure out, okay, what exactly does this person need to know? Where are they getting tripped up? How can I help them overcome that? Here's what they need to know versus trying to do that kind of at a higher level for an entire group where everyone has slightly different needs. So the, this might be a case where maybe you just stick to one one-on-one -on -one for a bit. What about the time factor? So 
these things kind of all depend on exactly how much time you do or don't have. So like I mentioned before, if you have some pre-existing material or content, uh, if it is fairly straightforward for you to convert that online and package it as a course, there you go. So you've cut out all of the creation time <laughs> and that can save, that can save a lot. It can be a real lifesaver. Uh, another alternative could be that you have team members co or contractors kind of do the course setup. They do all the things, uh, the techie things, the administrative things that anyone can do with some instructions. And then when it comes to the course content, you may want to create that. So if you have time and that's just the piece you do, that's fine. If you don't even have time to do all of that, you could always kind of get other people to create that course material for you. And then you package it together as a course. Just keep in mind that this, when it's other people's, like if other people are creating videos for your course, then you're going to need to compensate them in some way because ultimately you're making money off of their work. So you may need to just do a one-time fee and you pay them to do that video or there's some sort of profit sharing um, of the course profits with the people who've created the videos. Whatever's going to make most sense for you, but just keep that in mind. Another alternative is if you say you have some time, but you don't have a big chunk of time, but you know you could carve out a couple hours every week, then you could create your course as you go. So creating that week's lesson a few days before you deliver it to the student. So that could be like week by week. So this is a good method if you do have a couple hours that you can carve out or however much time you need on a consistent basis. And having that extra kind of motivation or accountability is good for you. This, this won't work. <laughs> if you're the kind of person who would struggle under that kind of pressure, or if your schedule is really inconsistent, then this is not, not a good method. But for anyone who really, really honestly has zero extra time, uh, don't, don't do a course, just say no to courses. <laughs> um, coaching or consulting or yeah, coaching or consulting may be the best way to go for now, since in those situations you're getting paid for your time directly. And then of course, doing group coaching or group training sessions can be how you maximize your profits without having to book your entire calendar solid with one-on-one -on -one sessions with clients. And then lastly, if you are scared of tech, <laughs> outsource or invest in training for yourself. Now, investing in training, if you like, if you have a severe fear of technology, the training isn't going to help. But if you're just kind of scared of tech, what that training is going to do is going to give you confidence that you can figure it out and you know what you're doing. I've seen that um, with my own course with students or my own one-on-one -on -one training with students. They say they're scared of it, but then once they see, oh, that's what I have to do, the confidence just wipes out the fear completely. But outsourcing, of course, is always an option. Now, if neither of these are in your budget, then 
again, just say no to courses. There are all those other options uh, that I that I talked about. It's just that simple. So that wraps up today's episode of BSing with Brandy. If you enjoyed this topic, you can find more like it at bsingwithbrandy.com. That's Brandy with an I, not with a Y. There you'll also find show notes and links to any resources that I did mention today. And while you're there, feel free to subscribe to future episodes on the platform of your choice. I wish you all the best getting shit done this week.